I don't know how it happened uh, other than just do something every day. Did I, I tell you I quit my new job? No, really? I haven't worked in three months. Wow. That yeah, is amazing. Bonkers. I don't tell anybody because there's two reactions. People are either like, they just say nothing and shake their head or they go, congratulations, that's amazing. And I, I, I don't want to be rude about it. But yeah, I'm super stoked, man. It's, uh, I'm not getting rid of my paramedic license. I'll never do that. I worked really hard to get it. Well, you didn't it's just like chop, a, that up, chop that up and burn it, did you? No, yeah. you, you hold on to that. <laughs> I you're not going to lose those skills just because you're taking a different path. No, I don't want to go back. I'm trying to build something. But um, for now, you know, life is good. It's just you got to hustle, man. And like, yeah, I work for these, got to hustle. That's I awesome, work- man. That is that is very Thank cool. You. That is Thank very you. good to hear. It feels good. I appreciate that. Thanks. I'm stoked. And so, I mean, what I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do now? Like, really? Like, what I mean, you know, you've, you've thrown your job away. Like, I mean, what are you what are you what are you doing? Like, you know, I you... never I never wanted to stay in the surfing stuff to begin with. It just happened that way. Like. When I was younger, man, I wanted to be a commercial actor and a comedian and all that stuff. And this is how it happened. I just, I just got my, I'm just talking about myself. Sorry, I should stop and we should do this. No, but this is why I've got you on the podcast because I want to hear about you and what you've been doing. I haven't had like a good conversation with you for about a year since we, we first did a podcast. That's true. Okay. Uh, well, I, I just did my first national commercial, so like it's, going to be on tv real television like you'll be watching you'd be watching rugby then the commercials come on we'll be watching espn here and so i've never done that so that's a huge thing for me um and then the kook of the day is going good we're trying to build it into a brand well i can see that i can see that you got the uh the soft top the soft top adding to the the kookdom you know yep by them join them join them in the usa None of that overseas Chinese stuff. We keep our soft tops here in California. Made. Oceanside, California. They're yes. made They're made in California. They're made here. They're 100% USA made. Yeah. See, that's the thing with soft tops. I always just thought like you had to be like a seven-year-old Thai boy to make a soft top surfboard. I wasn't, I wasn't aware that you could actually be, you know, a, a, a person from a Western world to create a soft top surfboard. So, I mean, uh, this, well, is, this is all new to me. I don't know. Actually, I do know about the other brands. I'm not going to throw them all under the bus, but INT is made in the USA 100%. Most of the other ones are made overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, all uh, locally locally sourced. Do you have? Is, is that like a, one of the um, – oh, okay. He's got a cheeky pint there. Hey, no, 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 no. I, didn't, I, I don't want you to feel any pressure. I just – this was I've a little got... thirsty. I've got I've got envy straight away. I like I saw that. I noticed that you were in the merch that uh, came all the way from from Raglan. I I wove that on my um on my loom, um handcrafted <laughs> by myself. Uh, definitely not by a small seven year old Asian child at all. Never. 
You never got the merch I sent you. I never you? got it. I never got it because it was sent to a house and then I no longer went to that house and then I've tried to find it and I've gone back to the house and it's become awkward because I'm going there and then I don't know the family that lives there and then there's just this weird guy like, you know, rummaging around the backyard looking for a Jonathan, Jonathan Wayne Freeman t-shirt and hat. So That's the address you gave me, Luke. And so I sent it. I thought I you know. lived there. I know. You all right. Well, you know, I'll have to we'll have to figure out another arrangement. We got to get those things in your hands. But the one thing um, that I'm hoping for is that I'm just cruising down the street in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I see, uh, you know, like a 72 year old woman wearing your merch. Yes. You know what? I have a secret dream that you're getting ready to paddle out at Raglan and I sneak up behind you and I just kind of whisper in your ear. You turn around and we surf together. I'll take photos of you, bro, because you actually rip. I would, I'll sit in the channel and I'll cheer for you. I'll scream. I'll throw, throw up points for you. I'll score you. That's all, I mean, I've already got plenty of people that do that for me. But, I mean, what's another one? What's another one? Yeah. I mean, well, I've never, been to the, I've never been to the Shire, and I plan on visiting when they, when they allow me. You know, well, I, come. I, think, I think we're getting closer uh, ever so slightly, but uh, – at the moment, it's still, it still seems like a, a distant dream. Um, but uh, we, we've, got, we've now got a bubble with Australia. With, I think we've got, yeah, all, how many, how many states of Australia are? I think there's four or five. But yeah, we've got a bubble now with Australia, so we don't have to quarantine when we go over there and vice versa. And, and also the Cook Islands, um, Rarotonga, a beautiful island. Uh, we've got a travel bubble with them as well. So we've, we've got options now. We can travel internationally i mean not far at all but at least we've got we've got options and i mean you guys can go places though right yeah we we can go all sorts to mexico places. i did go to mexico but that's basically I, just another state really isn't it it is i but they do the covid tests where it pokes your brain and it was horrifying it felt like torture i was just ew, it was bad yeah. Well, what, what, what are the other tests that you've had? I've never had a COVID test, so I don't really know what to go off. But like, Well, good for you, Luke. Living yeah. in paradise. I'm Living flexing. on the island. I'm you flexing. are flexing. Mm. You're, you're, you're one lucky Kiwi. No, we normally do the, just a nasal swab. It's real simple, but the like gnarly one, it's just... And I think there's some hate, too. You're down in Mexico. You're an American. She puts it in your nose, and she's like... And she jabs it. It's, it's, my nose hurt for a week. But You're I did get to, to meet Damien Hobgood on that trip. Good fella. I saw that. Yeah, how was that? What, what was that trip for? Was that just a little lad I mean, getaway? He makes your surfing look like shit. I hate to. I mean, mm. I mean that in the best way possible. There's levels to this surfing game, and a Hobgood is a Hobgood. Like it's better than even mo a lot of the pros. He's he's next level. I'm kidding. Your surfing's amazing. No, but those guys are those guys are like uh, the upper echelon They're of surfing. Upper tier. You had like Bruce and Andy Irons and you have CJ and Damian Hobgood. And the guy like he was next level, salt to the earth, awesome guy. Never met him. I was starstruck for the first like 2 days. I was just kind of following him around until he was like, "John, I'm a normal guy. Like we can Well, hold on. Oh guy. Sorry, I I missed you there, a little little bit of a cutout, and that's um, what we face with this technology. But yeah, um, so it took you a little little while, a couple of days, was it, to kind of, you know, just uh, treat him like a, a regular Joe? I, I think that's why the WSL hasn't called me. I get very excited around professional surfers. I, I, I get emotional. 
I get passionate. It's from growing up a surf fan. I can't help myself. Yeah, I, I think I think for for guys like us, we probably get pretty excited about some of the lesser known professional surfers, guys that were like killing it in the '90s. Like I see a guy from the '90s, and you know that I watch on all the the poor specimen videos or the um, the lost movies, and I'm just like, you know, they're they're up there. I've, they've got their little shrine in my heart, you know, and. You know, like I don't, I don't really froth out on on many of these like uh, these newer kids that are doing their thing. Like they're great surfers, but I don't know. There's something the the nostalgia effect, I guess, kicks in when you when you're thinking about like all those uh, the guys that were in those old movies and all that. A hundred percent. And the guys like like if I met Gabriel Medina, I I, I actually don't want to meet him. Let's let's be honest. I, I have no intentions of ever meeting him. I'm not I'm not a big fan of his, even though I, his surfing's next level. It's incredible. I don't. I don't know anything about him other than he's big in Brazil, has a model girlfriend, and apparently is friends with the best soccer players in the world. That's yeah. all I know. And that's all you need to know about him. That's all I want to know. And mm. he has a crazy, crazy, crazy stepfather who's always on the beach yelling at him. Oh, Chucky, Chucky Medine. Yeah. Whoa. There's some. I don't, we won't get into that. That is an odd relationship. In my, in my opinion, Gabby. If you're watching, I'm sorry. Sorry. Just my opinion. Just one man's opinion. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to really take it like, you know, advice about um, fathering Chucky Medina. But yeah, like, I mean, that's right. I, I don't really know fuck all about Charlie Medina. I don't know. Or sorry, Gabriel Medina. Um, and yeah, I, I don't I don't really care. But uh, I do no. like Italo, though. I think Italo. Italo I love him. He's, I do too. He's fantastic. He and just, his shape. Yeah. Sorry, what was it? I was gonna say his shaper's real good, good, nice guy too. Timmy Patterson. Oh, Timmy Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, oh, he just looks like he's actually having a lot of fun. Like every time you see him, he looks like he's having fun. And the thing that pissed me off, um, was that when he snapped his board, he jumped on his board, right, and snapped it. And um, I, you know, obviously I, I trolled through a whole bunch of like comment boards and all that sort of thing on the Instagram and the internet. And um, there were a lot of people who were deeply offended by what he did by snapping that board. And um, and they wanted him to be a lot more subdued and show no emotion and be more professional. But um. I think what he did was amazing. It was just good to see someone really just, just he was fired up because he felt ripped off and he was just like, well, I need to take out this, this frustration and vent. And, and he did it and he went away. He went away. It's not like he did it on, on the beach in front of everyone, but he went away into an area which should have been private. And, uh, and someone followed, followed him back there with their bloody camera and got a shot of him snapping his board and like good on him. Good on him for doing that, and uh, fuck you to everyone who is hating on him for you know thinking otherwise. Cause... Oh. He's a he's a man of passion, Italo, and he's enjoying what he's doing. Like myself or you would do if we were had that ability and were professional surfers getting paid well, we would be stoked. He seems to be enjoying himself. He's having a great time. I'm sorry I have to change the subject real quick, Luke, but how did you hit the nail on the head with the surf dads? Because when we saw that kook of the day was like, we, this is, this dude just got it perfectly. How California is dude, these overbearing fathers just trying, they think their kids, they think he's the next Kelly Slater. You, they think he's going to win 12 world titles and you, you nailed it, my friend. Thank Rats. you. How, well, so there, there's the New Zealand version. The New Zealand version is, is going to be the same. It's just, it's, uh, 
and it's not just surfing either. I mean, you see it in all sports where you the, these overbearing fathers or parents, and they just they're trying to sculpt and mold their child into the perfect image of what they never really did and because they didn't achieve anything and and they want their child obviously to achieve what they didn't and they'll they'll push their children um into into doing something that i mean you don't even know if the kid's really into it see a lot of children and they just want to have fun but then their parents are just like no you're gonna do 54 squats 17 press-ups run around the mountain three times have seven surfs a day eat this protein bar and be the best bloody surfer that there ever has been and yeah it's it's a universal thing like i mean we get a shit ton of them here in new zealand as well and uh i don't know you just gotta laugh at it because i mean it's laugh and cry because it's really sad for the children who are going to resent their fathers later in life and probably have a torn relationship but um yeah i mean it's the same thing here as it is over there i guess have you ever had a father push their child into a wave in front of you Mm, no no i haven't yeah, a lot of the times I'll yell at the children to go on my wave because I'm 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 pretty greedy. Like I get a lot of waves. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if I see a kid who's just kind of learning or you know they're just getting into it, then I might be like, you know, go go go, you know, get into it. But if it's like a 13 year old kid um, and he's surfing with his dad and his dad's trying to yell at him to take off on a wave, then he can go and get fucked because that ain't happening on my watch. Yeah, it happens here quite often, quite often. And sometimes professional surfers, I won't say, say who they are, I won't name names, but they do it because, I don't know, privilege because you're a pro and your kid's going to be a pro. It's really annoying. But I, another question, I'm sorry, I have questions for you, Luke. Yeah, far when away. It, when, it, when it gets big at your local, you post these videos of you coming from behind the peak. There was a couple barrels you got that were just, it looks so gnarly. What does that feel like to get kegged like that and get spit out? Uh, it feels really good. And the best feeling is when you do it in front of your friends. Yes. And because you can really rub it into them and be like, well, this is what I'm doing right now. And what are you doing? What have you got? Uh, And so it's always fun doing that, trading off with your mates. Like if if they're getting a good one, then you want to get a better one. But it's it's pretty awesome. And that section, that part of the wave, that's over like a really shallow muscle bed. So it kind of just jacks up on that section there. And um, you can usually get, there's kind of two sections to it, but the, the, the main barrel section that's uh, over muscle beds, which is, um, it's quite fun. Like a lot of times you end up kind of going over the falls and like landing on them and getting quite intimate on the muscle beds and stuff. <laughs> but um, it's, it's pretty okay. good. It's, I mean, it doesn't break like that that often. And okay. when it does, it's usually like, I'll be the one getting the best waves. And um, For sure. I, I, mean, just, I, I like everyone to know that. I like everyone to know that. Everyone in America knows that you're the king of Ragland. Good. Yes, we talk We talk about it like over lunch. You, you'd be surprised how much it comes up. We share the videos. We show them. We go, is he the best of all time out there? Mm. And I Probably. think that information, that information needs to be shared and it needs to be spread. And more people need to know that I am the, the boat of Manu Bay. I agree. Hold and on. Sorry, there's someone at the door. Hold on, I'll just get this. No worries. No worries. Take your time. I'll just keep talking while he's gone. Uh, I imagine when it's like that, it's the A-team that's only out there. You know, it's Luke and maybe a couple of his friends, but he's the A-plus surfer of the session, no doubt. Uh, Truth is, first time we ever did a podcast, I fanned out hard on him. This is going much better. We're actually having a conversation. And the first one, I just kind of stood there like this, like, oh, 
it's Luke from the Raglan Surf Report. And I kept saying Apocalypse, because I like the way he says Apocalypse. But this is going much better until one of his mates just knocked on the door. But that's fine. Maybe what if it's a guy that wants to fight him? Because he burned him out at Raglan. That's possible. Maybe there's about to be a fight. Was that a uh, sorry, sorry about okay, that? Okay, he's that was... alive. He's back. He's yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. So what happened there was um, there's a bunch of guys here with high vis vests. So uh, they were looking for some kind of noxious weed plant, um, oh. and because they were in high vis vests, I'm just letting them roam around the property. I didn't really hear what they were after or what they were doing, but they were in high vis vests. So um, I guess they're legit. Sounds good. Sounds mm. good. Hey, uh, how's how's that Jack Links treating you? You've been enjoying the protein you get from those. Yeah, yeah, been getting a lot of protein. Um, I eat. I'll probably eat too much of it. To tell you the truth, uh, they sent me a massive box of it, like a huge box of it, and I was supposed to be sharing it with people, like giving out samples and saying, you know, try the product. It's really good and it's delicious. And the problem is, uh, I don't share it with anyone else. So uh, yeah, I've probably had too much protein and. You know what happens when you have too much protein? I don't. You get fucking jacked. Look you get, at that shit. I, dude, I was Look just going to say that. Hey, if we're sharing, this is non-alcoholic beer. I woke up at 6 a.m. and got my... I'm, I'm, dude, I'm back. I'm going to get shredded. You're quite jacked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm getting jacked. I'm going to Hawaii next month, and I need to be jacked in case someone tries to stab me, because I'm always like, Hey, Michael Hall, very cool. Mason Hall. I say stuff like that. And in Hawaii, yeah, you'll get, you get you'll rolled, get cracked. Eh? You yeah, get so rolled. I gotta get ready, man. That's what so, I worry sometimes about like, you know, some of the stuff that I talk about, you know, in terms of like surf culture and uh, I just wonder how some people take because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, some of the stuff that, that you and I say or do, it kind of like straight over the, the head, you know. And um I think a lot of people would take it literal and uh, and those are the people that i worry about when they take it literal and then they might have a little bit of little bit of beef a little bit of beef going on there and uh yeah but i'm, I'm, at, I'm fortunate i haven't really i haven't encountered that too much yet i, I have you have I, i'm uh, sure you I, have i met a uh, surfer again won't name names a couple days ago at the world famous trestles uh who was down there with his filmer i tried to speak with his filmer his filmer did not care for me and made it known and the professional surfer would not talk to me. And I have no idea what I did, what I said. I think it may have been in reference to the types of surfboards he likes to ride. But again, I don't really care. They're just jokes. But a lot of pro surfers have horrible personalities. They're just, they never really developed, you know? So I feel like maybe I could be the guy that helps them work on it and we could, we could work on that, but they don't want to engage sometimes, but then a lot of them are very, very nice, but some of them, uh, not so nice. Not yeah. so nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've noticed that too. Like a little, like kind of the personality of a plank of wood, you know? Uh, yeah. Not, not much there. Not much, but again, what a bottom turn, top turn combination. Oh. And, that, and that's fun to watch yeah that's yeah. the thing i mean like where you lack where you lack in some areas you, you make up for and just a beautiful arcing off the top and that's yes. what really i think that's what really matters it's less about like your social skills and who you are as a person and the way you treat others and it's more about how deep in the tube you can get 
but let's let's just say this i imagine race car drivers are probably the same way not a lot of great personalities when you've been in a cart since you were four years old and your dad's like you're a pro race car driver you just you know you never learned to read you never learned to write but man you can drive that thing 200 miles per hour into the corners and you're a dr- it's the same in probably anything every you know? sport i i have no skills so i tried to work on my personality and that's now i get to talk to you because of it i literally i'm, I'm terrible at everything but i like people and so i worked on you know this mm. and and that's what oh. you got to do sometimes i mean I, that's what i've been working on for quite a while because I had a point in my life where I was attempting to become a professional surfer, but uh, I lacked, you know, a couple of the main things, which was skill and and passion, because I didn't really want to do it. I just thought, hey, there's something that I might be able to do because I'm all right at it. But turns out I wasn't that good. But, you know, I was kind of borderline sort of almost, but then also didn't have the passion for it. And uh, and then so I was I was doing that for a while trying to work on that. So I didn't have a lot of personality. And then it wasn't until after that I thought, hey, what the fuck am I doing trying to do this? It was just like I can probably become a normal person now and not not put myself in or, or think of myself as uh, as a better person than um, you know a lot of other people because I'm kind of you know can do a cool turn or a, an aerial three sixty or whatever it is. So you're, it wasn't you're until a success later. story. Yeah, 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 I'm a success that you can work on your personality after sport, you know, after attending. Unreal. Mm. You know what I think, to be honest? I'm being serious. People have surf coaches. You could be a surf personality life coach where people pay you money, like a team, like Rip Curl could bring you in and you hang out with the guys and you're like, this is what's funny. This is what's not. It's okay. Have a sense of humor about yourself. That could you could create a whole thing. It's dead serious. Sell it. Sell it. Make that thriller. That, that is that is a great idea because they do a lot of these teams they have like these phenomenal athletes and they're always looking for these other angles. You know, they're always looking for the the next um uh who are the oh, you know, like Dion Aegis and you know, all the 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 people that have like other things, other angles to their surfing they're not just talented surfers they can all also like play guitar or draw a picture of a horse or something like that you know and i think they need like some of these brands need these need people to come in and just kind of coach yeah like you're saying like coach their athletes into becoming more more well-rounded as a person and not just an athlete it's true drawing a picture of a horse i over the years, I always loved when you get the new ad in a surf magazine and they decided to let the surfer do his art. That was fun. Cause you imagine that meeting, they're like, they're talking to him and he's like, I know you, you guys are already paying me 300,000 a year, but I'd like you to, to show the world my art. And it always looks like a four-year-old did it. It's just a sack of shit that they put on a piece of paper. Yeah, but that's what art is. All right. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant artist as well as an amazing surfer. He really is quite incredible. No, but see, and but you see the value in that as a brand. Like you've got dual marketing like angles to go with there, rather than just like look at this sick top turn. It's like look at this sick top turn, and here's a bunch of buttons stuck to a yellow piece of paper. You know? Oh, oh, oh my! You know, you know, I've got to doing all this stuff starting on Instagram. And then getting to peek behind the curtain at the surf industry. Gotta say, gotta say, not that impressed, to be honest with you. I'm not that impressed. I think I could start my own brand, Luke. We should start our own brand. And we'll make it more powerful than all the other brands. 
we'll take them over. The coolest brand probably was, and pro- maybe to this day until it got too big, hot was tuna. the Stone. Was <laughs> well, uh, Hot Tuna obviously was. I think Volcom was the Stone. That was like back in the day. Like they had it. They had the snowboarders, the skaters, the surfers. Their art was pretty dope. They had music. They had all this stuff. And then it got so big. Did you know Wooly sold it not once but twice? He sold it to this huge company. They went public, and then they bought his stock. That guy is a genius. Oh, is yeah. that what happened with him? He held on to his stock, so he retained his stock, and then sold that. Well, that so he sold it twice. So I think Wooly's worth about two hundred million dollars. Wow, that's pretty good for a guy. Pretty cool that for a kid from Laguna, making, yeah. yeah, started making some boardies or whatever it was. Yeah, that was um because Volcom they used to have like those really core values it was uh you know it was kind of a bit more punk rock and it was um you know they were left field but then i guess when, when your brand gets bigger you're going to lose a bit of that it's, it's probably a natural thing yeah and aussie right i wasn't talking about your art i have a ton of it i bet i bought for a lot of money upstairs it wasn't you ozzy I, I you're one of my goofy foots you're a creative guy if we ever meet i want to be your friend oh, he's a out. man he's a, he's a top-notch bloke we right, actually yeah, have some of his art no, no, I do oh, you don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I was going no, to. That would have been quite weird if you did. <laughs> that would have been quite strange. Um, you no, take the laptop upstairs and it's just a shrine of Ozzy. That would be weird. Just magazine yeah. cutouts from like 1997 and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I used to do when I was a kid. I, I did too. We all did. And I may actually no. I'll just tell the truth. I still have those magazines, but they're in a they're in a bucket in the attic and I, I can't get rid of them because i'm i love i love surfing what can i say it's my yeah. youth my childhood I, I can't throw them away either i go back to a magazine from like the late 90s and i just get all nostalgic and Me i there, there were there, the thing is there were surfers back then like we were talking about before like the whole momentum guys and and, and now they've kind of their their candles like faded out or whatever whatever analogy you want to use for that um but i still look at them as you know like right up there on the on the on the upper echelon of surfers and i get that every time i look back on a magazine and i'm like that guy and i remember that guy um did this turn and did that turn and i don't know that's i would i would read it yeah i'd read it from the front to the back that's why I have this encyclopedia of useless, useless knowledge in my brain about oh, surfing. Absolutely, same. I've like a whole bunch of stupid dates that are meaningless in my head, and they don't really mean anything to to anyone at all, including myself. But it's just somehow all the shit stuff sticks in there. Be good you if I can like replace that with some important knowledge. You do. The adult version is the Surfer's Journal, which I keep right here. This is a this is a, a man's adult gentleman magazine right here. The Surfer's Journal. Look at oh, this. look at that guy just he's, standing in line. That's my boy, Alex Nost. Oh, is that Nosty? Oh, World's Nosta. first professional mid-lengther. Also an artist and also a musician. huh? Mm. And he's got Triple. a bowl cut, too. He does have a bowl cut. He's got all those things. In fact, some people would say that he's the reason you're seeing all those people with bowl cuts in the water or dressed like hipsters or on mid-lengths. So thanks, Alex. He's definitely part of it. Here's yeah. one thing for you. I, I, I don't know if it's really a conspiracy. It's more of uh, of, of an observation, but there aren't too many bald hipster surfers that are doing well. You know, it's all you got to have a you got to have a, a certain length of hair and a, a specific hairline to be successful in that realm of 
like a professional mid-lengther or someone that rides retro surfboards. It just, it, like, I guess having a shaved head doesn't really go with the aesthetic of, of having, um, you know, like an old twin fin or an ASIM or something like that. It goes uh, to have your... you noticed that? Did you get that over there? I Again, Luke, I have to applaud your theory about the serial killer or mid-length hipster guy, surfer. Mm. Because when you're bald, if you have a, we call it a skullet, it's like a mullet, but you're bald on top. It's long in the back. You look like you'll hack somebody to death with an axe. So it doesn't really flow. It's not going to sell a lot of things. He looks like Alex is like almost 40. Did you know that? Well, I assumed he would be. He'd be similar age to me. And I'm, I mean, I'm not really that close to 40, but yes. Yeah. But he looks like he's eternally about 25. So he's, he's good for, for that, you know, for the Ruka and selling but yeah an extremely old good at sketch. selling shoes and stuff very good and i don't know the man so again alex i'd love to play in your band be in the background just be a part of your lifestyle somehow wait hold up wait 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 so you're telling me he's in a band he rides a mid-length yeah and he's an artist indeed i am Luke. that's the holy grail trifecta of hipster surfer right there yeah absolutely and we've all followed his path yes so he's the he's the um what do they call it patient zero <laughs> exactly patient zero yeah exactly he's patient, patient zero, zero. Um, uh, oh man what was i going to ask you there was something that was going along those yeah like uh, with, with the um the the similarities between serial killers and surfers like i did that video on that and mm because they like they ride i mean not they ride they they drive similar vehicles well when i say similar i mean the exact same vehicles as a serial killer would would use and they and like a lot of surfers would have that same mindset um like an obsessive personality and extremely selfish so very similar mm -hmm. in traits to a serial killer I was just wondering um, your thoughts on this. Do you reckon that maybe serial killers and surfers are just the same people, but then surfers, instead of going and murdering lots of people, they've channeled that energy into something more productive like surfing? I think that could 100% be an accurate theory. I was sent a video today. Again, remember people out there in the world, everything you do, someone's probably going to video it. I got a video today of a guy saying a bunch of crazy things at a spot that is for longboarders and beginners and he's cursing and he's yelling and he's popped his top and uh, he's using racial slurs and he's doing all these things and we decided not to post it because we were like this guy is going to find us and kill us because the only thing he has in his life is this beach and this spot and literally we're like if we if this goes on kook of the day this dude is going to have nothing and probably kill us. So yeah, I think the two, I think your theory is accurate. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Cause I worry about that sometimes because I see some, some people who are clearly psychopaths and they have chosen to surf and, and that is their thing that they, you know, that's their all, that's all they have. And if they didn't have that, it is scary to think what those individuals would be capable of. I'm one of those people. You are one I'm, of those. I've, been called a psycho and a yeah. psychopath, especially when I was small and my parents sent me to that special school. 
But when I found surfing, I channeled all that rage into the waves, you see. And now I'm a happy, well-adjusted guy. I'm doing good. I'm doing completely, real good. Completely. Complete, completely. Yeah. And I, I mean, myself, I also feel like I have a little bit of that. I noticed that if I haven't been surfing for a while, I don't have that outlet. I don't have anywhere to, to vent, um, you know, all this pent-up anger and frustration that is buried deep down inside me that I've, you know, tried to um, keep down inside my entire life. And if I don't go surfing for a week or two weeks, then that starts to bubble up to the top. And, and I think yeah. it's, it, and that's why it's so important that we do surf. And I, like, I don't realize that until I'm out of the water for a while and I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm a little bit of a fucking psychopath. I need to go in the ocean. It shows in your surfing too. And I mean this again, it's a compliment. Your turns are super angry. Like you look mad when you turn mm. and you can see the frustration coming out and the aggression. And I mean, again, that may be a, a throwback to some of the surfers like martin potter in the 90s he's also a psychopath mm. just kidding martin i want to work with you someday on the wsl you guys give me a call but there's something i need to tell you i hear these stories all these stories that no one ever puts in print about pro surfers and they all sound like psychopaths to me the stuff that never gets printed printed the things they, and to me it's the best stories i wish you could share these things with everyone but we like to protect the mm. surfers we don't like to tell the dirty secrets you coddle see. them coddle them just keep their secrets uh <clears throat> secrets gotta protect the brand bro i actually heard a good story the other day from uh, um an ex wct surfer was telling me after the whole italo thing about how he snapped his board and it was it was broadcast everywhere everyone saw it and everyone was chiming in with a little bit to say about that and how italo was you know an, an awful piece of shit and he was throwing his toys and all that uh an xct surfer was telling me that kelly slater did the exact same thing and it was caught on film a few years ago at a contest in portugal i think it was but what kelly did was he jumped on the board and somehow slipped over and fell on his ass and didn't manage to snap the board and that footage apparently has been locked away or deleted and uh and so so this this xct surfer was asking me you know, like we always saying, mentioning we needed to find a way to uncover that lost footage of Kelly Slater falling on his ass. After Luke, to I'm trying it. to pro I'm trying to protect you right now. I, I know you're building something. You need to cut that out. OK, we don't we don't talk about the golden goose and the I've mistakes. Said too much. I've said too much. You said you said way too much. And it's it's uh, it really says it makes sense to me now that you don't leave the island, that you stay in that one little spot because you can't say stuff like that that's no. our that's he's our king he's our guy and he's he's not quite a man not quite a god that's what we say here yeah. in the states but but he's you can continue if you want to trash him that's your thing i don't full disclaimer i don't share luke's views on a lot of things okay because i'm, I'm not an american trashing him. i'm not even trashing him. i'm just saying this is what i was told and I'm, he has I'm, perfect balance he has perfect balance so are you trying to say that a god, a half god, half man, could not slip up, could not no, do they, something out of step? He doesn't. He's perfect. He's beautiful. Have you ever seen him? Did I tell you about the time I actually saw him in I've person? Seen him, I've they, seen him before, and I love the way that the sun just glistened off his forehead. But that's okay. that's beside the point. Like he's a he's a good looking man, and he is yeah. he is you know he is our god. He is basically our god as surfers. But like, I'm just saying just keep, that keep that part. You just said, that's what you keep in the part where you say he is our God. You keep that part. I'm trying to help you, bro. Okay. 
I, I know Kelly Slater. We talk about wine on Instagram. Yeah, you told me that you, you've been talking to Kelly Slater about wine on Instagram. But 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 do you do you drink wine at all? Only if it's with Kelly. So Kelly Kelly drinks wine as well. I thought he was um didn't drink. Oh no, there's a difference. Sorry, there's you know, a difference. No, there's a maybe difference. Maybe I've said, maybe between... I've said too much as well. I'm just no, gonna stop now. I'm just saying like there's a difference between being a peasant drinker that drinks beer uh, and drinking wine, which is Jesus's juice. Okay. Full disclosure. We don't actually talk about wine. He sent me one DM, just one. And it said, that's a good wine. My friend owns the vineyard and he was very nice. And that was it. I don't know. I've never seen him drink wine. I don't know if he actually drinks wine, but I was just excited and wanted to sound cool when I was on your podcast. Okay. So that's why I said it. I don't know the man, but I got no, one. That's cool. I don't know him. I don't know him either, but I'd, I'd like to know him. I'd like to know him a little bit more, and I consider me and him friends because, yeah. well, I follow him on Instagram, and he also follows me on Instagram, and I send him direct messages, and then he leaves them on scene. But that's what any good friendship is like. I don't. Fo- he doesn't follow me, but his brother Stephen does. I mean, Stephen, we've had some really nice communications. So I know Stephen Slater. Kelly Slater doesn't even follow you on Instagram. No, he does not. Yes. But his but his girl but his girlfriend does. His lady does. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe some of your views maybe some of your views are a little bit um I don't know, a little bit too risque for for King Kelly. No, you know what I I think I think that uh He's he's a, uh, I don't know. I've said uh, just Kelly. Call me if you ever hear this. Call me. DM me. Let's talk. Let's be friends. Don't unfollow Luke and follow me, and just forget it's about not, this it guy. It doesn't have to work that way. Comes, it well it does. It does have to work that. There can only be one. That's why I really came on your show, Luke. Why? There's not room enough for both of us. I, I, I well, I think there is. I'd argue that. You know how to edit, and I don't. Yeah, I know how to edit, and I can use a camera. I can't compete it. with that. I don't have I don't have your skills for being able to like talk. Like I can't talk like you can talk. Like you are a really good talker. Like you could talk, you could talk the ears off a brass monkey. I can't do that. <laughs> but what I can do is I can edit. You know, I've got a computer with uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. I can do a little bit of color grading. Um, I've got the technology behind me. And um, I mean, that's about it. Some people say, oh, look, you're so funny. You're such a good looking guy, blah, 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 all this. And they're right. But like, I could, I, I would be not as good if I didn't know how to edit and color grade and do all that sort of stuff. It is sad that I'm an adult man and I'm jealous that he follows you. But that's either here nor, nor there. They, these are my issues and I'm working through them. I'm working through them. I'm, it's not a big deal to me. But this is this is the modern day currency now. It's it's who likes you, who follows you on Instagram, how many likes you get on a photo or a video, and we can't pretend that that's not the case because it is. Every time I put up a video, I'm like, who liked it? How many likes did I get? What's my comment count? What's going on here? You know, like I look at that shit, 
And if it does well, I'm proud of that. I call that success, a little bit of a victory. And I know so do you I. do the same. So do I. I, I, do, I have it down. I know exactly the percentage of views to likes. I'm sad to say that I know that, but I do. You are mm. correct. It's just, it's, just, right. it's just how it goes now. It's unfortunate. It um, but unfortunate. How, how has your foray into TikTok been? Because that's a terrible app only viewed by children. And what were you doing on there? Well, first off, God bless you because you ha helped me see the light. Um, it is an awful app and it's also, it's not real. Like you get these giant numbers on one video and then the next video is funnier, but you don't get anywhere near. I think they just pick and choose the videos they want to put up and you're right. I'm better than that. You told me, you said, John, you're better than TikTok. I've taken your advice and I'm through with it. Good. Because I'm pretty sure the algorithm works like when you first jump on there, they'll push your video to give you that that um, euphorismic feeling of success, even though your video might be a piece of shit. But they'll do that like your first or second video, they'll push it. And then after that, it'll just tail right off. And then they'll start pushing 13 to 14 year old girls doing belly dancing. And that's how TikTok works. And I stay the fuck away from it, mainly because I'm like a balding near 40 year old dude with a beard. And those are the sorts of people that should not be on there because I start to feel like I'm somewhat predatory, even though I'm not. I'm just trying to get some entertaining content out there to people. And I figure that TikTok's a great way of doing it, but it's not. It's most definitely not. It's for children. It's for children. Yeah. And I personally feel, honestly, this whole conversation about likes and about TikTok, some days I feel like I'm in junior high and that I'm a junior high girl and that... I may have a worse Instagram problem than a junior high girl, but then I realized I'm a man and I better start acting like one. I'm yeah. an adult man, fully grown with facial hair and children. And I don't know why I ever started doing this in the first place, other than I, I just wanted to see what would happen. That's it. And now you're unemployed because of it. That's true. I am. I'm out of work because of it. That's how bad my addiction has become. My job was like, we don't want you here anymore. There's the door. And I, I said, oh, you're right. You're right. If you're on if you're on your phone for 120 hours a week, you probably aren't going to be a good employee. Guilty as charged. Okay? Guilty as charged. So was that more so it was you stepping away or it was your employer saying, Hey, look, John, you're spending too much time on your phone at work. It was a little bit. It was it was it's uh it's not uh called being laid off. It's called uh hey hey, we appreciate that you show up here, but you're really not uh, contributing at all to the organization. So if you would like to leave, we'd be okay with that. More of a suggestion. Maybe mm. it's time for you to go now. Like they might have had, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like more like guidance counseling, really. Correct. They were very yeah. gentle. And uh, I did get a nice severance of Sorry, you froze up there. You froze up there. Can you hear me, John? Where have you gone? You froze. Whoa, that was a good freeze. That was a good freeze. It says your internet connection is unstable. Oh. Technology. Sounds like my life in general. <laughs> oh, um, how is how are you still with your lovely lady? May I pry? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yep. Yep. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> Crazy, eh? <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> I don't get it, but you know, whatever. I guess you know there is some appeal to this. Obviously, not just 
physically because it's it's all there, but mentally as well. Do you force her to film you from the beach? Is she the one taking those videos of you surfing? Nah, I wouldn't trust her with that. I would not trust her with that. It's hard enough, it's... like, filming with friends, you know, and you were just like, yeah, well, I'm not in the center of the frame. What are you doing? I'm not in the center of the frame. You missed my wave. It, it's, um, and I don't want to be that guy, but it's just, it's, I just don't want people to fucking miss my good surfing, you know? Because not every go. day you go I out and you, and you get like a long tube or something like that, you know, and you just you want someone to capture it. But no, I've she never got do one. I don't. I've never been tubed except for like two seconds in my whole life, Luke. It's awful. Oh well, you know, come to Raglan, you'll find it. You, well, you probably won't find any tubes. It doesn't tube that often, but occasionally. You just take the front hand. You're on a left, and you you just put that hand in the center part of the tube, right? Like. That's what you do? Well, there's a couple of different ways of going about it. There's uh, the armbar, you know, the armbar approach. So the armbar is when you're trying to stall. Like, To be honest, I only know about frontside tube riding. I can't backside tube ride for shit because I never go right. But frontside, you've got your armbar. You just you hold your arm like this. So if, you've got a, if you're pretty jacked up like me, that's a lot of arm. And you just chuck it in the face of the wave. And you get low on your board. And then that stalls you right down. And then if you if you want to if you want to get a little bit more speed, you just take it out. You just take your arm out of the face of the wave. And if you want to stall, if you want to slow down a bit more, you just chuck it back in there. And you just keep it like keep it quite tight, you know, just like like flex it quite hard. And you'll see like all the all the pros do that on their front side. They'll chuck the armbar in there, and then and then once you once you let go of the armbar, you you want to I guess you you want to look where you're going. Like with any sport, you want to look where you're going. You put your hands, you put your hands in, kind of in front there like that, and because that kind of helps direct you where you want to go. And then if you want to slow down again, boom, armbar in there, just punch it in the face of the wave, and then just get back to that. All right, man, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Luke. That's yeah. I, so people that's, pay for that. That's how to that's how to do it. That's a free lesson in tube riding, and that's basically all you have to do. Wow. I got it. I got it. I'm yeah. good. That's insane. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, what was it? Well, I didn't really want to talk about it, about the WSL, what's happening there. And um, if you're a little bit worried that, well, I guess one of your breaks, your local breaks is going to get like overblown and overexposed with the WSL heading there for the final event of the year. No, it's already over. California is overrun. It's ever since COVID, everybody, everybody surfs, everyone. And it's, 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 uh, it's very crowded. And I think it's the beginning of the end of the world. That's mm. all. So you don't think thoughts. that the WSL focusing on uh, trestles for an event is going to overblow it and it's going to get more crowded? No, it's, it, I don't know how it could get more crowded. Yeah. I, I, it's, <sighs> I it, it's hmm, I don't know it's dark days what can you say I mean I get it because I love surfing just as much as the next person but um yeah we have so many people in the state and everybody knows about lowers that's why I always joke about it like there's really no locals there what it, it's it's everyone it's a free-for-all what can you say best days are over I don't know when they were but they're not now and it's sad. Single tier. It's very sad. That is sad because it looks like such a fun wave. You've never surfed it. 
I've never surfed it. The only time I surfed around there, I went down further towards the nuclear power plant thing. Mm-hmm. I can't Sound remember what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. down there somewhere, and I had a surf, and it was fucking terrible. Um, I've never had good waves over there, but I haven't been over there often. So, I mean, Trestles yeah. looks like a really fun wave. But with that being said, though, watching the best in the world surf lowers and being able to go down there and sit on the sand and watch it, it is incredible. As a fan of surfing, they're right there in front of you. They're not that far off the beach. Perfect A-frame, and they go off. It's amazing to see that level of surfing that close in person. Um, so I enjoy that part of it. Do you, do you think that there is potentially some way that you can get yourself a media pass or a lanyard with your face and name on it and, and get in there when that event comes around and maybe, I don't know, just pry into the lives of these professional surfers somehow? <laughs> is, is there something that you can do, John? Because... I mean, not just, just myself, but I, I'm sure anyone listening to this or watching this podcast wants to see you at the Trestles event covering it, doing something, you know. I've been training so hard and waiting for the phone call. I sit and I wait. Joe Turpel is a friend that I went to high school with. I love him. He deserves the best. I, I, I want to be in that booth with you, Joe. I want to be in that booth with you, you know. I want my opportunity. Hey, I may not be a pro, but throw me on the sidelines. Hey, bring Luke over. Let's get him a visa. You know, get Luke out there. He can he can drop roving. in on the pro- roving 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 reporter. This is what the people want. Uh, you know, I do make jokes at the expense of the WSL from time to time. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. But the people enjoy, and man, that would be a dream come true. But the good thing about Trestles is. I could go down there with a mic, press and Instagram, and press live, and we can do our own thing if we want. That's you know? what I want to see. That's what I'm talking about. We can do that very easily. Unedited, unfiltered, live, raw. You trestles, Kano Egarashi, and Gabriel Medina, and all of them just getting in there and amongst it. Yeah, how That's about this? those claims dude how about the claims oh there's a lot of claims going on and i understand it because you want to emphasize your point that you got a good wave and that you're stoked on it um some of them are a little bit over the top and i don't really like gabriel medina's three-point shot mainly because it's like he's not getting full extension on the shot his, he's flicking his wrist wrist but mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's kind of like it's a pretty weak shot like it's yeah. i'm yeah. not into it and, I like uh, his ear. I like his earring. That's my my thing. Have you seen I his saw earring? that. I saw that. He's bringing a bit of George Michael back. I saw that yesterday. I was just like, wow, he's got he's he's got one earring. Like, it's full it's, full on George Michael. That's spot on. That is. I was watching him. I'm like, why does this look familiar? It's the George Michael little cross earring. Mm, yeah, that's what it's it is. Yeah, it's it's powerful. a strong it's a strong look. It's it's a bold statement. And uh, I mean, I'm all for it. Maybe that is, maybe that is more of Gabriel Medina's personality coming out now that he's not traveling around with his father Chucky or stepdad Chucky. I, I want to say something too, real quick, about Gabriel Medina. I've heard things about him, and I often wonder if it's a language barrier thing, and where he was raised. I don't understand where he's coming from. I don't understand some of the ads he's in or the things he says. But I think maybe, and he speaks pretty. 
kind of sort of decent English. I think maybe there's like, maybe that's why we don't like them. But then I've heard people out at surf breaks that are like, dude, this guy will just surf circles around you has, dare I say, not the best etiquette. He's got to get his reps in. He's a pro. Maybe yeah. that's how he got as good as he did. He's an animal. I don't. These are just rumors. Hey, rumors. look. Well, remember Richie Collins once said, "I don't come into your workplace and you know unplug your computer or whatever it was." You remember the saying that Richie Collins had? And Richie's Richie Richie is still getting after it, but he is he has a child who is now surfing, and Richie has been banned. Again, rumors. These are things I've just heard can't confirm or deny but he has been banned from several contest sites no way again rich if i see you these are just things i heard i don't know the man personally except he wore webbed gloves and those were pretty rad richie real innovator there that's all they I were they were they were it was they kind were of dope. taking what um what australian families were doing and just making a synthetic version <laughs> Oh, there, there's actual webbed-fingered children in, uh, in Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah. yeah. like they, yeah, most they of bred, them. they bred them that way for surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I never knew that. Way. Haven't you heard yes. of that? That's I, a big had... thing on the Gold Coast. Like in some of the towns, like back um, the in the Tweed Shire, they were breeding surfers. So they'd get like, um, you know, two kids who were, let's just say, brother and sister. And then they would grow up and become, you know, you know how it happens and then webbed hands and, and fingers just so that they could paddle a lot faster than everyone. And that's why Australians uh, are a lot better at surfing because in New Zealand, we don't have it. We don't have like, look at that. That's a perfectly spaced fingers right there. Yeah. But if I was, you know, from Tweed Heads or somewhere like that, like you might see a little bit more, mm-hmm. I guess, webbing there because that's how they do it that's like when yao ming was in the nba he was actually bred to be a seven foot five basketball player because his his uh, parents were both like seven feet tall and so it was inevitable that he was going to be a basketball player it's the same thing in australia this is why this might be the greatest podcast of all time because you learn things that you've never heard before so i appreciate you just educating us on the surfers of australia and it makes sense now why they're so dominant yeah, incredible. Metal power, incredible. Metal power, due wow. to obviously, um, you know, inter-family relations, um, sexual mm. relations, uh, wow. and breeding. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll move on from there. I probably shouldn't let that cat out of the bag. That's still information that is uh, being swept under the rug for many generations. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, I don't get. You know, if you don't hear from me again um i've been taken out by the australian surfing understood Under- everyone make sure you guys get luke's back and we investigate if he disappears okay yeah because it, it potentially could happen um uh i've got i've got a few questions here from people um because i i t- put on the instagram i said do you have any questions for for mr um freeman when he comes on the podcast um here's one from uh, our friend Eggfart dyke he says, how has hearing changed your life? It, in so many different ways. I don't know what to say. I saw you on his yep, podcast where this is a podcast where you eat canned herring. And this man can eat, I think he ate 16 cans and I ate three of them. And it was my first time eating them. And 
it changed my life watching you eat 16 cans. I did not know a human could do that. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, it tasted better than I thought. Not 16 cans good. Um, it's changed my life. It's made me, my wife likes me better. She likes the way I smell after I eat a can. Mm, and that, 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 speaking of relations, yeah, it helps me there. So thanks, egg fart dyke. I still mm. don't know what that, yeah. Is that an egg fart dyke? Egg fat dog. I just lo I love his Instagram name. Um, yeah, it's it hasn't outstanding. Changed, it hasn't changed my life at all. I mean, I tried it and then I haven't tried it again because I don't really care <laughs> hear it too much. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we got said, some dead air. That's what we got. No, well, no, dead, no, no. Dead. I'm just reading. Like, I'm slow, okay? Like, I may not have webbed hands, but I can't read that fast. Someone said, ask him about that guy in Raglan that used to jerk off his bulldog. I'm not sure if <laughs> I was asking you or you were to ask me or who was asking who about a guy from Raglan who used to jerk off his bulldog. But I know I mean, exactly who he's talking about. He's an old local legend and he used to masturbate his little white bulldog. And um, I'm, I think he did this because he felt bad for his dog because his dog didn't have a partner and didn't have a mate. And so he would sexually, um, you know alleviate this dog's uh um, frustrations sexual frustrations um manually with his hand and um i thought i'll just move on i'll move on no 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 wait 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 you threw you 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 revealed some information about australians which i cannot i can't check if that's real or not real but the rumors about kiwis which we talked about on the first podcast was the sheep lovers and you yeah. just admitted that this local dude is jerking off his dog. So you kind of just what? kind of confirmed what we think over here about New Zealanders that they mess around with animals sexually. No, so no one's ever thought of like New Zealanders jacking off bulldogs. That's not something that when you say, Oh, have you ever been to New Zealand? Someone's like, Oh yeah, that's the country where everyone whacks off bulldogs. That's yeah. like, this is one case of some guy who used to jack off his bulldog. It was like, it was very understandable reason for doing that because his dog was sexually frustrated because he doesn't have any other, you know, other bulldogs or any other dogs around. So he had to like, you know, release that sexual frustration for his dog, which is just the nice kind thing to do. I don't, know, I don't know why there'd be an issue with that. It's suspicious and it's odd you mentioned it, and I just I just think it's suspicious. That's all. Well, I, didn't, I didn't even I didn't even uh, mention it. Someone someone called Johnny off Instagram. He he asked the question, so I'm okay. just all right. Okay, simply okay. Right. kind of answering it a little bit. Well, you you knew every detail of the history of the guy that was jerking off the bulldog. Maybe you were there uh, doing something to the bulldog too. I'm not. I mean, well, no, I wasn't. why did you? I'm, I'm just trying to explain that it was a thing that okay, I didn't, a, a local I guy did. Yeah. Understood. I mean, you're, Still... you're, probably, you're probably the same thing. You probably, you've got a dash on, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lady. It's a lady. Though. I have oh, a lady okay. doctor, which changes. The... I don't know what you're getting at, man, but I don't like it. All right. <laughs> right. We'll move on from that. Um, how many hours a day do you use your cordless phone posting and whatnot? Too many hours a day. Too much. Too, too much. Many. I need to schedule it. I'm not good at scheduling. I really am not. In fact, we talked about this, Luke. I don't even have a book, a scheduling book to organize things. So I need to get one of those. 
it's about time. People give them to me for birthdays and I usually just set them aside, but I want to be organized. I want to be on my game. That's why this was non-alcoholic and I worked out this morning. So uh, yes, I should probably only do the Instagram from 8 a.m. to maybe 10 a.m. But currently I sort of just kind of have it all day with me. Mm. And, and do you like, do you just get an idea and then you're like, shit, I got to get this out now. And then you pick up your telephone and then you just like rip into it. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then the number one thing people have told me is maybe you should be a little bit more uh, careful about what you choose to post and maybe think about it, which is why when I see your things, I see there's some thought and some planning and some editing. And I appreciate that because it comes out so much cleaner, but I've been able to meet a bunch of people now that know how to edit and do all this stuff. So hopefully there's more of that and less of just, that's how I'm going to get in trouble by just saying something. By doing stuff, and, not thinking about it and just, yeah. Correct. But yeah. I think people, people appreciate that too though. Like I find like if I just do something where I just, I've got my phone and I have an idea or whatever it is, the subject that I'm talking about and I just talk a whole bunch of shit. And people appreciate that. They appreciate the kind of the the raw, rough, uncut style of someone just, you know, talking a bunch of shit into their telephone. I enjoy it. That's what I probably why that's kind of what I do. I think it's funny and I always just want people to be real. You know, the, everything's so manufactured and so set up and so like overthought do i look good or did i get the right angle and i'm like just cut the crap and give us the goods baby give us the goods just just rip rip into it get your point out rip it yeah um and that was all the questions i had from from um from viewers oh, I, I clearly don't have many people that watch my instagram thing <laughs> um oh no oh hold on i got some more actually uh someone said please have him say apocalypse in your accent apocalypse once again does not sound like me at all the apoc the hold on let me try again <clears throat> hello this is luke from the the vraglin surf report i hope everyone's been safe out there during the apocalypse i hope i've provided you hours of entertainment don't be scared the apocalypse will end soon because we're all getting the vaccine i'm a kiwi and i know a guy that jerked off a bulldog it was during the apocalypse and he was lonely and i watched in the corner crying as he did it it was the apocalypse i had nothing else to do that sounded more like david Attenborough <laughs> narrating a porno um i don't think that sounded like me at all but you tried and i appreciate you, you for trying Thank you. um but yeah apocalypse uh that doesn't sound like me at all i don't i don't sound like that i sound like a small mexican child um the apocalypse uh and yeah hold on no that was it that was it um thank you thank you yeah i'm just looking through the questions again and it just always comes back to the the bulldog being jerked off that's actually been asked <laughs> a couple of times by a few different people which is interesting um i thought that was like quite a a, a um a an unknown incident that happened but it turns out like most people in raglan um heard about the bulldog being jerked off so <laughs> Um, yeah, it's gonna really weird here now. Um, that's a, hey, it happens. It happens. Oh, I want, I wanted to, I want to show you something. Um, 
as someone who is nearing nearing 40, uh, well, still a long way off, but, you know, I'm kind of creeping up. And, um, and I, you know, how you just feel all those niggles and stuff like that when you get a little bit older and you're like, oh, shit, when's this going to go away? And, and then you realize, oh, hold on. No, that pain is going to be there for the rest of my life now. Like, I'm not getting rid of this. And, and I kind of thought, well, I need to, like, look after myself and I need to eat better. Um, I need to drink less beer. And I need to exercise more and, and become more of an athlete now, getting onto my advanced stages in life. So I've, I've become more of an athlete and I'm, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not actually doing anything. But I bought one of these. Yes. Um, I bought one of these things. And, All the um, rage. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. It's like, looks exactly like this microphone, but it, um, it's like a big dildo thing. Have you got one yeah, of these? Except I, I don't, but I've seen them in the stores and they're excellent for, for, you know, your back or anything really that you want to make feel better. Oh, it's phenomenal. So now like, I, I look like if I just have this thing out, people just instantly see me as an athlete now and I don't have to go to the gym or, or, or actually do anything as long as I have this thing. So That's I'm going to use this. I'm going to, I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff with my new um vibrator gun um and just so that you know i can be i guess healthier you hear You're that get, oh wow that's powerful that's the uh that's the extra powerful model it's got five speeds those aren't cheap luke you're balling buddy there we go oh yeah, yeah. It's the power packs right there. That's what keeps you. That's what gets you into those tubes right there. It's so good if you get it right in like the the lower scapulus muscle. If you get it in the upper scapulus muscle, then it just it almost feels like you're gonna pass out from pure ecstasy. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh. wow. Yeah, so yeah, I've, this... just been, I've just been showing everyone this thing now. I don't know why I bought this out, but I've just kind of just been like flexing on this thing now. Um, I just have it with me at all times everywhere I go. You're the, you're for sure the bulldog guy. Like you are the guy in no, the story. No, 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 no. It's just I oh, know well, the guy. I know the no, story. You, it's a hundred percent clear. And anyone that watches CSI or any sort of detective shows, the way you handled that and the way your eyes went when you were doing, like it's obvious. But I don't judge. I don't. So care. I think what you're what you're trying to go off is like first to smell it drop the pellet when someone farts that's what you're trying to angle at here we don't say that in the states we say he who smelt it dealt it uh okay yeah well yeah. it's the exact same Similar. same thing Similar. but yeah same i can concept. understand why you'd think that i'd jack off a bulldog but um i, I didn't it was another guy but um i i might uh i'm getting real sweaty and gross um so i might end it here but um is there any parting words you'd like to say I would just like to say I'm a huge fan of, of what you do. I think you're hilarious, and I'm so glad you asked me to be on the show. I was very nervous the first time I was on your podcast, and you were very nice, and it was one of the highlights of uh, my COVID time during the lockdown, during the apocalypse. It was, it was a true honor to be on the podcast, and I'm so stoked I got to do it again, and I hope we can continue this relationship. I'm so glad. And I tell everyone this, that you do not live in the United States of America because I mean, there would be no, no me. 
it would just be you. You're a very funny man. Keep doing what you're doing. We love you in the States and we want more content. We just want more content and you're, you're killing it, buddy. Keep it up. You would have 1.2 million followers if you lived in the United States. Yeah. Well, I could just get a, like buy one of those bots. I might do that. Just buy a bot. That's wait, 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 wait. Very true. A lot of these things, they are bots. What Luke has is 30 something thousand authentic, hardcore, real followers. And you can't beat that crap. No matter if you have to, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's the best. I have thousands of small Malaysian girls, but, uh, I'll take, I'll take my 30 K of, uh, like original hardcore fanatics or not fanatics, but you know, people who, who, you know, like the shit that I do. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. And, um, I got to say the same to you. I mean, you, you, you inspire me to keep doing what I do because I look at you and I'm like, there's a dude who's like, uh, similar to me, obviously much older, not as attractive, but doing a similar thing to me. And, and it shows that there is a space out there for people who just want to talk shit and have a bit of fun in the surfing realm, you know, and, uh, and that there is, there's room for people like us and not just, um, those professional surfers that have the charisma of a car door or a plank of wood or a piece of white bread, you know? So um, except for my, except for my, except for my good friend, Damien Hobgood, Damien Hobgood, obvious. Damien's the man. And, and like we were saying before, a lot of fantastic pro surfers, but also what I'm saying is there's, there's room, there's room for all of us. Hey, you should, you should get some of those pros on your podcast and, 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 uh, see how interesting they are. I've been thinking about it. I just, I I don't really know. I don't really know what to talk about. Um, I guess that's probably the exciting thing is, is just figuring out where it goes. But um, that's true. I don't know. This whole podcast thing is a fucking roll of the dice anyway, and I'm not even, you know, I'm I'm just dabbling in it. But uh, I guess I can try and get some um, professional surfers on, and try and um, you know, just delve into their minds and, and what makes them tick. Yes, you should, and you know, or just find the guy that jerked off the bulldog. Or him. Cool. Or him. I'd like. Cool I'd story. like to see It would be that. good to see, you know, what really makes him tick as well. Uh, now why would you, you would jack off a bulldog but, yeah it's good content solid content I'll, I'll aim for pro surfers backup is definitely a dude who jerked off his dog okay right and I think we'll leave it at that hold on thank you John